Welcome to Cat Ladies in the Making with me, Christina. And me, Christina. We'll be discussing our experiences surrounding fitting in or not, female topics, health, and everything in between. Why, Cat Ladies? Stay tuned to find out. Hello, and welcome back to episode number two of Fitting In. And today we are talking about alcohol dependency whilst we drink some alcohol (laughs) yes exactly we do have a little bit of alcohol here so technically we're dependent on alcohol to to get through this yes to even have a conversation between ourselves i mean that's just uh yeah (laughs) it tells you everything you need to know anything funny happened to you recently i feel like um (laughs) actually i won't go there give it away but basically so i'm one of those people who love stepping on crunchy leaves Mm mm-hmm I just find it very satisfying. And last night I was walking home and it was like 10 p.m. So the lamp's on in the street. So mm-hmm. it's quite dark. And I stamped, I stepped on a crunch leaf and I was like, yeah. And then I saw <laughs> another crunch leaf and I went to step on it and it didn't crunch. It was smooth and I'd stepped uh. in shit. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. So I feel like... Uh, my stories are always shit related. <laughs> yes, two in a row uh, about shit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so bad. What shoes were you wearing though? I was just wearing boots, but luckily they weren't really ridged, so it was quite easy to get it off. Yeah, but it fucking stinks. Oh, and it's I hate that, that whole thing. thing where you get to your door and you're like, oh, I can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to take my boot off outside. Yeah, and then get the shit. That is so horrible. Actually, I stepped in shit as well. <laughs> That's not my funny story, but I did step in shit like a week ago, uh, two weeks ago. Um, and literally, I was uh, about to train my client and I was setting up. And as I was setting up, I was like, oh my God, it stinks. Anyway, and I was like, no. I'm like, why do people have dogs and don't clean up the shit? I know. It's insane. And it's insane around this area because someone, like there was literally like piles where you think like, what dog is this? <laughs> And um, it must have annoyed the neighborhood so much that someone had put red stamps on the pavement and where it says, clean it up. And there's like a little doggy in the middle of it. And it's like a stop sign type sign. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. And well, my shit was on the pavement, like where you're walking just down the yeah, pavement. Yeah, it the same here. Oh. Yeah, like heaps, <laughs> like heaps of shit maybe it's a cat and they're just trying to paint people dog haters what kind of cat is that that shits that much maybe bigger than the fucking cat (laughs) maybe it keeps coming back (laughs) to the same spot this is my lube (laughs) no this is why we like cats because the shit's smaller yes and they do just kind of dig it themselves get rid of it some of them do yeah what about you how's your week been yeah so as a funny story i don't know what happened to our neighbors they've been quiet they have two kids they usually scream maybe they died i don't know um (laughs) but the other day um we were just about to go out probably shopping because we're that boring and um i literally opened the door and i was still chattering on to james about something other take the bags or i don't know and then literally, one of these small children frightened the life out of me because it was standing right there and I didn't see it because I don't see anything below my knees. <laughs> and that's why I said pinch it all the time. Uh, and I was literally like, <gasps> and 
I had like a half a heart attack and the mom was like, what's going on? And I was like, sorry, your child just scared me to death. <laughs> so that was really awkward. Was, was the kid just standing outside your door? Yeah, they were getting ready to leave. And, you know, normally we are smart enough to um, actually check through the people before to see if they are outside or not, because we don't want to interact with them at any time. Um, but this time we forgot because we were so engrossed in our conversation about, you know, the shopping bags that uh, I ran right into that trap. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my highlight. Awkward situations with yes. the neighbours. Okay, does shit get serious? Yes. It does, doesn't it? This is where it gets serious. Okay. How old were you when you first started drinking? Oh my god, the same question. Which I think you mentioned in our last podcast is 15? Yes, 15, on my own, in Hong Kong. Booze was readily available because, you know, we will not ask the white children for ID. <laughs> yeah, so we had that available to us at 15. That's what, when so I... what, you'd just be able to go into the shop and get it? Yeah, into the supermarket. Oh, so hold on. If you... Hold on. So would an English person, like a 15-year-old, be able to walk in and get it or would they be like, oh, how, how old are you? No, actually, when I think back, even... Then we were all sort of 15, 16, and I think the legal age there was still 18. But anyway, we somehow got hold of alcohol very easily. How about you? How old were you? I think I was either 14 or 15. But again, when I say started drinking, I mean those Bacardi breezes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I started with. The soft alcohol, if you like. Um, How come? Did you, was, was it easier to get them? Well, I can't remember how we got them. And I remember that there was obviously loads of parties happening at the time, you know, more house parties or, you know, parties in halls or whatever. And I don't know, I always remember somehow getting drunk. But I can't, I don't ever remember going into a shop and buying them. So mm. I feel like someone else must have got them and it was like, oh yeah, we're going to share these. So yeah, that's when I started drinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so similar age um, that we started really. And what do you think was the main reason why you were drinking? It Purely because literally everyone else was doing it. Actually, at the time I was going through a little bit of a self-destructive phase as well. So that might have been something as well to, to keep in mind. Now when you say self-destruct mode, <laughs> do you feel like when you were drinking, you kind of had this um, in your head to be like, I want to lose control or I want to escape from, you know, reality or I don't know how do you mean by self-destruct with alcohol yes I think the self-destruction for me happened more on the on the body side of things so maybe that was just an extension of it so I didn't particularly eat okay so I just didn't eat that was that was my thing at the time um and then um I also yeah it was kind of I think it was also a confidence thing, actually. We covered that you started drinking at um, at roughly the same age, like 15, and it was mainly alcohol pops, right? Yeah. When did, when did you start drinking more like your favorite drink, vodka? <laughs> I'd probably, I don't know. I, I don't know, because I remember going to house parties and we did have vodka, but you know sometimes when you're thinking, was that 18 or was that sooner? But then uh, I remember our our prom when we were 16 going there 
I'm pretty sure we'd had like alcohol pop and vodka mm. and we turned up quite drunk. So I'm pretty sure we did start drinking vodka quite like around 16 years of age. And then Jin, I kind of discovered more in my mid-twenties, oh, late-twenties actually. <laughs> and looking back at the, the your teens, mm. so to speak, do you view the amount of alcohol you consumed back then as problematic now? Would you yes. say that's a problem? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, okay, so before going out to a club or something, so this is even 18, so even then, (laughs) being a bit older, no, couldn't handle it. As a pre-drink, I remember I'd have like five double vodka lemonades. Five? Yes. Oh my God. And then, just before we're going to leave, so it was either five double vodka lemonades or it'd be three double vodka lemonades and then three shots of Sambuca or something (laughs) like this just before you're going to get on the train to go to the club. And then for some reason, even though you've had all these pre-drinks, you get in the club and straight away you'd go and buy a drink. Yeah. And now I'm like, never buy a drink when you first get into a club. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if you go somewhere and the music isn't great, Mm. you then carry on drinking and you're like, oh, maybe this will make it more fun. And I'm like, actually, you know what? If a club shit, a club shit. Just exactly. leave. I mean, if you... <laughs> what are you wasting? Five pound? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rather than all of the amount of money you're going to spend on drinking to try and make it a good night. Yeah. If it's not good, it's just not good. The lesson learned here is, you know, just go club the fromage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're going to have a good night. <laughs> oh my God. It's never shit. <laughs> unless you absolutely hate cheese and i don't even love cheese but i love that i love that um club yes it is the best club night in london although on thursday if you're younger go to roxy because that's an indie night yeah that was good good as well yeah Yeah. big fan shout out to roxy please sponsor us (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and do you feel like there was a lot of pressure from your friends at the time to go out to clubs um was that like a thing and did you feel like you would be judged if you hadn't gone out no because i'm this is hard in the sense of i can't really see it from that point of view because i was the one who wanted to go out oh you were the initiator Uh, either the initiator or just happy to go along I don't think I'm that person that's ever going to say no because I just I find the idea of just sitting indoors on the weekend mm-hmm. unbelievably boring and I, I just kind of feel like after a whole week of being either studying or at work yeah and again most of my jobs have always been sat down at a computer why would I then choose to spend the whole of my weekend sat down in front of another screen, i.e. the TV? Yeah. And I lo- like, love dancing. I'm not a good dancer or anything, but <laughs> I think in the club, it's just like, anything goes, you don't have to care. So yeah, for me, it's I, I would have always wanted to go. But in terms of drinking, I think there's that kind of pressure of trying to keep up. Because mm. again, a lot of my friends drank a lot. And so Even then, more than you? No, I think around the same amount. So then you're trying to match, to match them it, yeah. to say, I can keep up. Because for some reason, you see it as a bad thing to be a lightweight. Whereas actually, I'm like, it means you spend a lot less money, yeah. which is amazing. <laughs> but I don't think they ever like really pressurize me. Because I know like even 
one of my other friends, every so often she was like, no, I'm not really, I don't want to drink too much. I'm just going to have a beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we'd kind of make a little bit of a joke, but it wasn't ever like, you need to drink more, like, oh, have this shot, you need to down this. It was kind of like, okay, fine. So I never felt it from them to be like, you have to drink more. But I think, again, it's just the whole, no, I can drink this much. I can keep up. Yeah. <laughs> my liver can take this. Um, yeah. I think it was more that. Mm, okay. But did you feel peer pressure to like drink more often or more than you would have? I think um, it depended on the situation, not always, because I had, um, there were people that I knew from school and they were very much like, I will get an A on everything, <laughs> like every single like uh, exam that I have, I'll get an A. So they were more sensible and then there was another group that was more um yeah there were a lot more boys so that was there was a bit more pressure then there was definitely that thing because okay i'll share one story um we were at this house they they rented this weird house which is actually from the scouts people and um, there was this guy, the, the, the adult, who then left this to us and said, yes, uh, we've locked up all the hard liquor in the room upstairs. And this was happening in the basement. So this was sort of like semi-ground floor, I don't know what, raised ground floor. How but, old were you? Yeah, we were 16, 17 okay. at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, I was there meeting people for the first time and um, then this guy was like, okay, let's get it, let's get the... And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's get the Jägermeister, of course, why not? Uh, so I then um, climbed on someone's shoulders to crawl into this <laughs> room that was locked from the, the door side, but the wind, they left the window open, I mean, how stupid. They do that on purpose. I feel like, like they did. Hey, yeah. there's a load of booze upstairs yes. that you can't get to. Winky wink. Exactly. Like, why would they leave the window open? So I crawled in there, um, and I was like, "What shall I get? Do you want which bottle shall I get?" And so we um, we got I think the Jägermeister in the end, which was a terrible decision. Why would you if you can get a whole bottle of something? <laughs> yeah. Why get this disgusting thing? That's gonna make you sick. Yes, and uh, the night ended with vomit. Me... <laughs> no, well, the, the the we wanted to walk into town from there because it's a, a shithole. We could just walk into town, into where the clubs are, and there's only like three. Um, and then we walked, and the guy I walked with collapsed, sort of, and started throwing up, and then started literally lying down on the fucking pavement on me, and I'm like. Dude, don't die. I've just met you. I know your first name. Uh, and he didn't move. So someone stopped. A car stopped. A woman. She was like, do you need help? And I was like, I think he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the ambulance came and they then picked him up. And they like, do you want to come with him so that he sees a familiar face when he wakes up? I'm like, I have known this guy for two hours um, in which he tried to destroy himself. Uh, However, I had no phone, no money, nothing because everything was back at the stupid house. I don't know why I left my bag there. (laughs) Because you were too drunk to think. Exactly. So that was it. And then I had to go to hospital where already another person from the same party was there at hospital. 
What, with the same thing? With Sorry. the same thing. <laughs> whose mum kindly drove me back to the thing to get my bag and then get home. And she drove me home. And this was a pretty, pretty <laughs> spectacular experience, I have to say, at 16. <laughs> but yeah, so the, I definitely felt the peer pressure there to drink and keep up. I went home and threw up here. Did you drink as well to feel more confident or was it because you liked it so much, the taste? I think there is an element of sometimes, you know, you really fancy a drink. Mm-hmm. And some people won't understand because some people don't drink at all. Oh, uh, I don't know how that feels. <laughs> think um, back to when you were three. <laughs> yes. I don't know, I guess maybe once you've had a taste for it and the kind of feeling that comes with it, especially, I love, I would say I love being tipsy. I don't like being drunk, but I like being tipsy. So sometimes a lemonade's not going to cut it. And actually, I don't really like fizzy drinks, like soft drinks in general. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm in a pub, I'm either drinking water or I'm drinking vodka lemonade or gin and lemonade, something Something can lemonade. <laughs> Something and lemonade. Uh, so, yes, I quite like the taste of it and sometimes fancy it. But definitely a confidence thing. Because I think, again, it's just that kind of feeling that you're fitting in. You don't ever want to look stupid. And confidence, well, alcohol gives you that confidence to say, yeah, go talk to that person. Yes, you can do this. You don't need to be scared of that. Just do it. Um which sometimes can be good, but I think most of the time <laughs> you then end up embarrassing yourself and you're like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. What did I do that for? Um, so it's a bit tricky. I think it's like, if you only have a couple of drinks, it will kind of give you the confidence you need, but anything kind of over that, you're screwing yourself over. Yes, you are. And anyone who's ever had too much... Well, no. I yes. Mean, it's a terrible And feeling. the problem is as well, once you've had too much, there's nothing you can do to no, go back. Exactly. So you've either just got to throw it all up or just like ride out the hangover the next day. But there's not a quick fix when you can just say, oh, let me just drink some water or eat some food and this will be done. Like, there's no going back. <laughs> and then you think, how the hell have I drunk this much that I didn't realise I was this drunk? So, what's your most embarrassing story then, for when you were drunk? The most embarrassing? I don't know, there's a lot. <laughs> but I think, I've had it quite a few times, so partly they say it's my asthma, but also the drink, where they're like, oh, you drink a lot, and then you go outside, and your lungs, or your throat closes up, and so then you have an asthma attack, or like a panic attack. So there's been quite a few nights where I've ended up in hospital, because of that and then um i think it was the third or fourth visit <laughs> where the hospital <laughs> hospital i was in i just remember this guy coming up to me a doctor and was like maybe you should seek help and kind of give me this like we, we can send you help to go basically for alcohol not i don't think it was aa but i think it was like you need maybe you should go and talk to someone yeah and I got a letter in the post and I kind of undermined about it and I didn't go, but I think I should have. But I think more embarrassingly is when you get told that you've slammed someone's hand in a door and you don't remember it. And they're like, yeah, 
my hand's fucking hurting. Or, <laughs> oh, you bit me. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I used to scratch people and like play fight with people. But I was play fighting. But for them, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And again, I'm just like, if you could watch yourself back, I think it would have made me stop. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm like, who acts like that? Who wrestles someone? <laughs> Yeah, so, but do you know, now that you've experienced this um, quite a few times, obviously, Yes. do you know what your rough, like, limits are? Like, can you tell within your own body when you are going from nicely tipsy to completely fucked? I think so, but it does change because there are times where you can have, like, three drinks and nothing really happens. And there's other times where you have three drinks and it really hits you. Mm, yes. And... Like, I always try and eat a good two hours before because I'm one of these people, if I eat and drink straight away, I always throw up. Mm -hmm. So I always leave it. But I always make sure I've eaten before I've gone out. So I don't know why sometimes it hits you so much quicker than other times. So I would, I hope I have. We'll see. Yes. Okay. What do you think? Do you think you've worked it out? <laughs> um... I think that I probably haven't. Yes, I, I don't think I have because sometimes you can, or I at least can, especially when I'm sat down, I can have drinks and then I don't realize it until I get up. And then it's just all of a sudden is, what's happened to me? Oh my God, when you get up, yeah. Yeah. And you know, my sister used to say that. She was like, one minute you were fine and the next minute you were unbelievably drunk. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh... Because you're drinking while you're sitting down and you and when you go to the loo, that's when it's when it's really <laughs> kicking in. Yeah. You touched upon it, but obviously I don't think either of us developed a serious drinking pro problem, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um, but I think, it's, like, I think we do have to acknowledge that obviously that's a huge problem um, for many people. And I've just pulled out a quote that in England there are an estimate estimated 586,780 dependent drinkers and that was uh, surveyed in 2017-18 uh, of whom 82% are not accessing treatment wow. so that is a huge um, a huge number yeah. um, to not uh, seek help and that's from alcoholchange.org.uk if you want to um, look it up but uh, what would you say now, if you if you met your 16-year-old self now? Oh my God, I've asked basically the same question. <laughs> yeah, what, what would you, um, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? You don't have to be the wildest of the pack. <laughs> you don't have to be the loudest. And yeah, if you're having a crap time, just go home. That's what I would say to myself. Like, don't continue drinking hoping it will make the night suddenly much better and oh this is another thing I always do if someone's bought me a drink I always feel like I have to finish it yeah and you know again when you're kind of doing rounds with friends and you've bought a drink and then they'll buy you another drink and you can kind of already feed it in you and you're like uh I need some water really or I need to just stop and then someone's bought me a whole drink and then I feel bad because I'm like, oh, they spent this money. Okay, I should drink it. Yeah, yeah. 
And now I'm just like, no, it's not it's not worth that tenor. No, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna like fuck you over the whole of the next day. Just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> or when they ask, just say no. Just be like, no, absolutely not. I don't want it. Just get me a lemonade or whatever. Yeah. That's another thing I'd say. Do you think your parents should have intervened in some way when you were younger? Oh my god, we could do a whole episode on this because <laughs> the thing is with my parents, they were so laid back that on the one hand, it's a good thing. And I was speaking to this um, about this to my granny the other day because she was really my, my, my parent. Um, and she said, yeah, I don't know. You were such a, an odd child because <laughs> you just like you I- just knew what to do and what not to do. And no one had to tell you ever. You were just so independent. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, and... Yeah. Best compliment of the year. <laughs> yes, it was a very good compliment. But I also think that I find it odd how you can be so laid back as a parent. So yeah, I feel like they should have intervened more with everything. Mm-hmm. Because they were way too... I mean, now... And I always think that if I ever had a child, which I don't want, but if I had one, I'd be so fucking on top of this child just because... I feel like I've seen so like I've seen so much we've all seen so much but we've all had like cocaine readily available if we wanted it at uni yeah um but the fact that my parents never put any control anything and I never did cocaine but the fact that I know that it's there I've seen it I know it's there that that would just make me a very strict parent I think because I would not let my child go out to another country at age 15 with no control what about you Yes, because the first time I went to hospital, uh, so it was like a limo party, as you do. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and I think we'd been doing, um, oh, I don't know what they're called, but you'd light it and then you drink it. I can't remember. Oh, gas chambers. We've been doing gas chambers. Yeah. Anyways, so I have absolutely no recollection of this, but what I'm told is we were around the corner from my house and I started throwing up. And they got me out. The, the limo driver was like, you need to get her out. You need to get her out. And then I was lying on the pavement. Like my friend. <laughs> lying on the pavement, having a nap. Um, having an asthma attack, basically. Oh, my God. So they went and got my my mum. And then they called the ambulance. And then the ambulance wouldn't come because they were a bit like, what's going on? They thought, like, I don't know. They thought something might be going on and then they had to run up and be like no she's down there she's like having an asthma attack and I woke up in hospital with my mum there and then like nothing really was said about it that day like when I went home like nothing it wasn't like you really I don't know I don't feel like disgusted in any way I don't remember anything being like hard hitting to be like you really need to stop or get a grip on this Mm. and then I think it then happened a few more times and then I'm like okay maybe if they said you need to speak to someone or you really need to calm this down or I don't know okay so yeah they should have intervened but at the time I think that if they had intervened would I listen yes exactly that's that's the thing you can't really fault them because you probably would have gone even worse like like that doctor who they sent me that letter and I didn't go for it. Yeah. So I think I would have probably just ignored it. But I do remember my mum saying about me like hitting people. 
and when the when the night tube came she was like you really need to be careful because you don't know what you're doing what if you hit someone and they fall in the tracks or what if someone whacks you back and I think then I thought oh yeah do you know what I- the night tube came in quite recently <laughs> yes I was still wrestling people <laughs> I don't know why I've never wrestled you no no we've been thrown out of places and almost been like hit by other people yes but no i've never wrestled you you count yourself lucky okay i feel very lucky thank you (laughs) my drunk self obviously really loves you oh that's lovely (laughs) okay shall we bring it back to humor Mm -hmm. uh yes or no secondhand shoes Noses wrinkling. No. No. Oh, how often have they been worn? <laughs> I don't know. They don't put that on the label. <laughs> worn um, 50 times. I don't know. I feel like if it was, you know, I have shoes where you buy them and you're like, actually, these really aren't that comfortable. Mm. So you only wear them once. If someone was like, if they were still in good condition and I could look at the heel or whatever and I was like, okay. It's all there. They've only worn them a couple of times. I don't think I would mind. I mean, I wouldn't go out looking for it. But <laughs> like, if you were to say to me, oh, hey, I've got these shoes, blah, 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 I'd take them. Yeah, it depends how good they look, how worn they look. Yes. What about you? No. I don't buy shoes that are very expensive, so I can afford to buy them first hand. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think, like... It's too gross. Mm. If someone else has been in there with their feet, no. But see, when you grow, you don't have sisters, okay? No, if it's family, it would be different. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, there's times with, I guess, my sisters were like, oh, I'm going to wear your boots or whatever today. Yeah, that's fine. And, you know, they've worn them like a hundred (laughs) times. Yeah. I think that's a different sort of, like, category. Best pasta restaurant in London you've been to so far? Bocco di Lupo. Amazing. Yes, it is so good. <laughs> yeah, so they do like little tapas dishes. And I didn't just get... Pa- I mean, I could quite happily have five or six pasta dishes because <laughs> I love pasta that much. But um, I've tried their fish, their meat, their veg. And I, I mean, I always get at least two pasta. But it's by far the best Italian I've ever had. Yeah, it is amazing. Yes, what about you? Where else would you recommend? Aside from that one, Banconi, the one we tried to go to a week ago and couldn't. No, that that was amazing. I had the pasta as well there. Um, it was something with uh, squid ink, um, mm. and there was like a fishy pasta. It was very nice. I think if you're going to an Italian, you have to have pasta. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like when people are like, oh, I ordered chicken... I'm like, what? Yeah, you didn't go to an Italian. <laughs> Why are you having chicken? No, definitely. You have to have pasta. And especially if it's uh, freshly made pasta yes. as well. Yeah, no, that is good. Do you think face tattoos should be banned? No. That's just silly. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would benefit from a face tattoo. <laughs> I some people would look better yeah no why i mean everyone can put on their fucking face whatever they want no i agree and this is just a stupid one okay should biscuits be tested for dunking purposes oh 
Okay. Okay, so we have a clear dunker here. Yes. And a clear non-dunker. You don't dunk your biscuits. No. What, a chocolate, chocolate digestive biscuit? For one, I wouldn't have such a thing. The face. <laughs> I, I'm just met with like the biggest mouth ever. I can literally see your like, your throat. Okay. You wouldn't have... Have you never tried McVitie's chocolate biscuits? I ha- yeah, I've tried them. Not something you can't live without? <laughs> never buy them. Oh my god, they're no. literally like my go-to. Anyway, I'm not the big, big lover of the commercial biscuits. But yes, you dunk. I, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't, you need to have tea to dunk. I don't have tea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got herbal tea. No, yeah, no, you can't dunk a biscuit in herbal tea. No, exactly, exactly. That's wrong. Yeah, and the problem with the dunking, in my opinion, I mean, I've never dunked, but if You've I... never dunked. <laughs> you've never dunked a biscuit in a tea. You've never yeah. even tried someone else's to say, hey, you've got a cup of tea there, let me, try, let me dunk my biscuit in there. No. Uh... <laughs> this is why you don't like chocolate McVitie's biscuits. I've had them. They're quite nice, but they're not like... I but have you like had it dunked? No. Oh, there we go. It's a different but story. The, the, the problem is that I would make a cup of tea purely for the biscuit. I wouldn't be able to drink the tea because if there's a single crumb in there, I will vomit. <laughs> okay. Make a tea, dunk your biscuit... And I don't give have it, tea. Give it to James. <laughs> give oh, he tea. doesn't dunk either. Okay. Have a tea. Non-dunking house. give it to me. <laughs> I'll drink your tea for you. You dunk a biscuit. Yes. Okay, so next time when we see each other, I will beforehand go out, get some tea. No, it's milk. fine. I'll bring my tea bags with me. <laughs> but yeah, we'll make a tea and I'll bring the chocolate biscuits. Yay. Okay. <laughs> and you can dunk. Okay. I'll drink your tea. Okay. Okay, we'll do that. On that note, shall I give you my final brainwave? Yes. I've got one. Okay, so, for me, porn is... <laughs> okay, I'll start again. Go ahead, no. Okay, for me, porn is the most well-organised fridge. I was scared where that was going to go. <laughs> no, honestly, like a super organised fridge, that's like the best thing for me. I can't take my eyes off it. Like, I'm literally engrossed so is your final brave wave for people to organize their fridge and take pictures and send them to you oh my god yeah <laughs> oh god imagine someone sent like dead body they're like yes i've put it in the fridge 